Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Key Value Retail Technology Podcast. We are having a new episode today, and the topic that we're going to talk about is store grouping, or sometimes also um, store clustering. It means the same thing. So uh, for that uh, topic, I actually have some great guests today. Um, it's uh, Lutz Kemmer uh, from the Key Value team. He is the lead of business consulting. Hi, Lutz. How are you? Hi, Christoph. Hi, I'm fine. Great. So, uh, Lutz, you want to introduce yourself and uh, uh, you know talk about yourself a bit? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you said it already. My name is Lutz Kemmerer. I'm with KeyValue for two and a half years now and responsible for the business consulting here. Um, having a strong background in fashion retail. Um, so I spent like the last 15 years or so with merchandise financial planning, assortment planning, forecasting, replenishment. Um, on the software and the consulting side of, of these processes. Great, thank you. Yeah, Lutz is a, a very valued member of our team and brings lots of benefits to our customers. Um, and um, I've been working with Lutz for a long time. Uh, and very often when we talk about planning processes uh, at our customers, store grouping or store clustering is one topic that always comes up. Um, it's been around for quite a while, um, so that's a topic that has been relevant for the last uh, 15, 20 years already, but um, you know, uh, today we want to talk about what it actually is, um, how to do it, and also maybe um, you know, what kind of solutions uh, there are um, to cover that process. So um, first of all, store clustering, store, clustering, store grouping. Um, let's talk about it. What is it actually and what is it good for, Lutz? Yeah, I mean, the, the main reason to do it is to reduce the complexity in your assortment planning process. So that means in the end, a few store clusters can represent many stores and then we send the same assortment to, to all of the stores that belonging to one cluster. At the same time, I need to consider the, the different needs of my stores during this assortment planning process. That's that's the reason, yeah. Okay, so uh, it actually is, uh, let's say, very beneficial for organizations that have a lot of stores, right? Um, in order to, to, to then uh, simplify yeah. the planning yeah. process. Um, but is it a good idea to actually treat many stores in the same way when, when actually planning the assortments? Yeah, but that, that's a good question. It's it's always a trade-off between the effort that you have if you're doing the detailed um, planning by store uh, and the risk to assign an assortment to stores that actually doesn't fit. So that means you we need to write, to find the right balance and indeed defining the number of clusters and, and the borders to separate one store cluster from the other uh, is an important decision because that in the end defines which stores get the same assortment okay i understand um but i mean how how do you actually do that um it, it's not quite simple right is it yeah fortunately it's not too complex okay <laughs> so if we if you assume that <laughs> yeah, it depends i mean if you if you select an assortment for a store or for the stores from a given collection then it's actually the main tour questions that you need to find the answers for. That's first, which articles, which items I want to send to the stores. And second, uh, how much, how many units of each of these items I have to plan uh, for each store. And, okay. Um, yeah. Um, but I mean, we're 
we're talking about, or also our customers are mainly uh, fashion brands and fashion retailers, right? So uh, when we talk about fashion articles, um, isn't that driven by the size range actually? So you have one 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 article that you know, or one option that ha that you need to have in your store in, in different sizes. Yeah, in fashion, that, that that's true. But on the other hand, do you really need to offer all the smallest and biggest sizes for each item in each store? Then maybe even covered with a large number of units? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that means you can actually, or sometimes it makes sense to reduce the number of units per option. So the different, let's say, sizes, right? Um, and have additional options instead, right? Uh, with so uh, with a, with less assortment depth. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, that yeah, that's that's okay. right. But how do I actually know how far I can go here? I mean, it's it's not it, it is not my target of and have many different options which come only in two sizes each, right? Because then the customers will not yeah. find their sizes. Yeah, I mean, of course not. Yeah, but I mean, you, you said it already because the assortment depth and the width, which are the important constraints of, of the assortment planning process. Um, yeah, I mean, they are core parameters for the assortment strategy, right? Yeah, exactly. And and that's the point. We, we can also use them here for that store clustering process too. The different depth can be used to balance different sales volume for the same assortment width. So that means to support higher sales volume for the same assortment, a larger number of, of units can be foreseen for than for the replenishment process. Okay, uh, or or I can offer wider assortments, right? Uh, if if I expect higher sales. Yeah, that's true. If you have the space in your stores to uh, to fit in the merchandise, then that's absolutely an option. Yes. Yeah. So. I mean, on the one hand side, that means that space controls the assortment width, while the sales drives the assortment depth. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> as simple as that. <laughs> But I mean, com coming back to, to the actually store clustering uh, topic, th these are the main parameters, which in combination define the store cluster. So you combine the, the, the space cluster with the sales cluster, so you have large space, small sales and large space with medium sales and so on. So in an ideal world, a good and consistent clustering of stores is a very, very good starting point for defining the, the assortment strategy and, and the assortment modules. And the assortment modules, by the way, can reduce your planning effort even more, but that's a completely different topic. Yeah, true. And But I mean, that still doesn't, you know, taking a step back, that still doesn't um, define how the clusters are actually set up. In, right. Um, so, how do you do that? Yeah, yeah I mean, the, it, it depends. In the end, in, in in the case we discussed, like clustering sales and space uh, separately, so having a separate grading by sales and space, then you would easily find out how much of your stores really, how much your stores really spread regarding the the sales and the space. And of course, you might end up um, having like only three clusters regarding the space, like a large, a medium, and a small. While for sales, you probably want to go for more granular segregation and you have like six clusters, for example. And that means that then in the end, you potentially have three times six 
18 clusters to plan and to provide 18 um, different assortment plans. Mm -hmm. Is it too many or not? I mean, that, that depends from the number of stores that are then covered um, with your store clusters. And as I said earlier, it, it, it's a trade-off between the effort that you have to do to do the assortment plan, um, which I obviously want to reduce, uh, and on the other hand, the target um, to, to offer each store a very good fitting assortment. Okay. But I mean, still, the, it's still some quite some effort, right? Because you don't do it just once per store, you actually do it for each individual, <clears throat> excuse me, department or division, right? So you need to have uh, one cluster for trousers or pants and one cluster for shirts. So a store can be a cluster A store for shirts while it is ranked C for, uh, for example, uh, pants. So imagine if you have yeah, to do it for, yeah. for a retail chain with hundreds of stores and, and also a wide assortment, that, that's going to be an enormous task, right? So there need to be tools for that. Yeah, I mean, for larger companies, that is definitely necessary. As you say, you, that's a task that you cannot do um, on the fly or, or with a sheet of paper or something. So especially the definition of the thresholds and, and the borders of the clusters, that is something where you would like to use an algorithm to, to support that. And yeah, I mean, th there are different approaches to, to do that. And uh, for most of them, it's sufficient to just define the number of clusters you want to maintain. And then the, the algorithm itself will tell you um, where you should place the, the thresholds to, to separate one cluster from the other, and then also to assign the stores to, to each cluster. So just to name two examples, there is a, a Pareto approach. Mm -hmm where you just define the number of clusters and, and you then uh, give the Pareto percentages uh, to it. So an, as an example, if you want to maintain three clusters and you say, okay, I want to maintain 30 and 50%. Um, so that means that the largest cluster will contain uh, all the stores with the highest sales um, volume that then sum up to 30% of, of the total sales of all stores. And in the second cluster, you would then uh, put in all the stores, the remaining high-selling stores that, that sum up together with the first cluster, cluster to like 50% of the total sales. And the, the last cluster then gets all the rest mm -hmm. uh, assigned. Okay. That's uh, the, the typical Pareto thing. Then the, the another one uh, is, a, for instance, a kind of logarithmic index approach that also just needs the number of clusters you want to use, and then it will automatically define the thresholds in a way that each cluster um, has the same uh, spread or bandwidth uh, to cover. So depending from the real sales figures, it could be the case that, that uh, the sales spreads only uh, by 30% of each cluster, so that the, the, the highest or yeah, the, the store with the highest sales uh, in, in, a, in a cluster is just 30% of the uh, the store with the lowest sales, and that would then be true for for each of the clusters. So you spread your your clusters um, kind of evenly across the stores. Mm -hmm. So what you just described are let's say more they're traditional statistical mathematical models, right, uh, or algorithms that, that that can be used, and that we have also implemented at many. Yeah, there's nothing fancy to it. Yeah, <laughs> it's nothing fancy to it, but yeah. it's still something that cannot be done. Uh, just uh, depending on the organization, obviously, just by, by, by using 
Excel spreadsheets or uh, you know doing it by hand or something like that. So uh, even though they are traditional statistical methods, a they need to have some kind of you know uh, software support in order to to actually execute that kind of uh, calculation, and and also um, and that's important to say b even you know they still work very good and very well right i mean we, we have done and implemented these kind Absolutely. of um, methods at uh, many customers with with great results um but however i mean uh, uh we are in 2022 now uh, a lot of things um uh, are moving forward let's say from a, a more traditional and statistical approach to ai and, and machine learning uh, so, um, what can be done from that perspective uh, in the regards of uh, store clustering? I mean, there's one smart approach that's an, an algorithm that's called k-means that's um, also used for, for other clustering purposes, um, and it's quite well known. And the main difference to the to the um, approaches that I uh, <clears throat> explained before is that, is that it combines uh, the different clustering criteria, like the sales and the space that I was referring to, in, in actually one go. So it is not a separation of I do my sales clustering first and then do my space clustering second and then, then I combine the cluster results. It, it does it in one go. So if you imagine the, the sales and the space in a like in a Cartesian plane reflecting uh, sales and space in each of the the axes, then your your stores will be located as little dots in 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 that in that pane. So, and then k-means will group the, the stores into clusters that that are kind of close to each other. So it will find the the the, the hotspots uh, um, and group these hotspots uh, as clusters. So th that's mm -hmm. a, a very big difference and. Um, yeah, maybe the handling of the assortment width and depth might be then a bit more tricky, but but yeah, that's also an, a nice um, approach to to do your stock clustering. Yeah, so that's the, the advanced approach, right? Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can I can only think uh, I can also think of let's say uh, visionary concepts where machine learning neural networks kind of um, really uh, try hundreds of thousands combinations of assortments and, and options and stores and stuff like that. And maybe then just uh, kind of figure out the, like the, say, the, 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 the best combination. But however, I think that's, that's, that's extremely advanced and um, uh, we haven't seen it yet working. Uh, maybe uh, that's something that will come up, come up in the future. Um, however, I mean, that, Lutz, that's a, it's a quite interesting and, and very good, let's say, uh, overview about this whole process. I mean, uh, in the end, it, there's, let's say, two two reasons why you should do that, right? One reason is to simplify the planning process uh, and not having to plan each individual store, uh, which will be very time-consuming uh, and depending on your organization, even a task that nobody can, uh, can do uh, in, in the given time. And B, obviously, it's... Um, it's a, a very important, let's say, process uh, within the planning end-to-end -end planning process um, that leads to the the final goal to put the right product in front of the customer at the right time, right? Um, so exactly. that that's what I see uh, when we talk about this, um, and um, yeah, so uh, 
to everyone, to our viewers and listeners, right? If you are interested uh, to have more information on how to do store clustering, store grouping, if you want to talk uh, with Lutz about this topic and see how your organization can benefit or improve um, by, by doing store clustering or by optimizing your store clustering, reach out to us at Key Value and we're happy to set up um, you know, a, a quick call and uh, then we can find out um, what we can do for you. So thank you very much. Um, you know, thank you for listening or viewing this, this podcast. Please follow us on you know, all channels that we have. Uh, we, we are on YouTube. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, we also are Instagram and Facebook, so we're happy to, to have you as a follower. Um, and, uh, thank you, uh, Lutz for, for your insights and, uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.